Hi, this is Diane Peters from jcharvestinvestments.com. How are you doing today? Well, it's going to be a humid one here in New England. Oh, I forget. I keep saying New England. My sister Charlene keeps trying to convince me I live in New England. I keep saying I live in the suburbs of Manhattan. That sounds a little bit more, you know, risky. I, I like New York, so... Anyway, um, I stumbled upon this, this statement uh, made by a gentleman by the name of Wayne Dyer. Um, he's kind of out there a little bit. Um, I'm still under, trying to make sure that he's somebody I want to quote or read about. So, But I read one quote that he, he'd written that really helped me to, to think about some things. So let me just read it to you real quickly. It says, peace is the result of retraining your mind to process life as it is rather than as you think it should be. So think about that. You know, when you think about the peace and you think about our minds, I know my mind goes a mile mile an hour. You know, like I said, for me, peace comes from reading the word of God. That helps to retrain my mind and help me to focus and think more about God, that he's in control, and that he loves me. You know, those are the main things, you know, and then because I love him, I want to, to, I want to make him happy, so I live my life doing that. Now, we live in a society where there's so much going on. If you listen to people and the media You know, just the controversy on different social medias, it has become so overwhelming that our minds, I don't know about you, but my mind was getting overload when I kept hearing about the injustices and this and that and, you know, everybody's opinion. I, I don't think I've lived and I've lived a long time in a society where we had so many people giving us their opinions. You know, you listen to the news media, they're telling you about meetings that have happened. They're, they're not there, but they have a source. You hear somebody else telling you, oh, did you hear about so-and-so's life? It's terrible. You know, it's just like your mind just gets an overload. So no matter what you're trying to do, I don't know about you, but for me, reading the Bible, praying to God centers and gives me that I can shut out this terrible world. I am a recovering control freak. And for me to hear all these injustices or things that are going on, that kind of stresses me out. You know, the one thing I know, we live in a fallen world. This world is not perfect. There are going to be bad things happening to us. So when we start thinking from the pattern, like this shouldn't happen, this isn't fear, why is life like that? Just think about how that can drive you crazy to the point where you're thinking, you know, you're looking for, you almost become a, um, what do you call it, a junkie on negativity because these negative messages are flying around like like, uh, these gnats that we get during the summertime. Every time you think you've heard the worst, the next worst comes on. I told you before, one guy who says he traveled in Europe a lot and he's talking with people and they say, Americans live on breaking news. We do, and we just turn the TV on and everything's breaking news. That's too much. That is just too much for me. Maybe you can handle it. God bless you if you can. I don't listen to the news anymore. I told you there's just one station I turn on maybe once a day, maybe even once every two days, 
just to find out what's going on because these people will just tell me what's going on without giving me their opinions. I don't want your opinion. So I'm trying to rethink or realign my mind with the fact that the more I think about the way things should be, I devoid myself of the way things are. And I keep thinking about this nirvana, this perfect world where nobody's going to get hurt and nobody's going to hurt anybody else. The one thing I know is love does cover everything. But it's so hard to give love if you're trying to fight every battle. If you're thinking about what you can do to make this a better situation. You know, that's when I really have to pray. Because I realize there's only so much I can do. And and things are impossible. Situations, everybody has problems. The problems are not going to overwhelm us. It's how we keep thinking about them over and over and over again. Rehearsing a problem over and over is not going to resolve it. What I feel like, what I try to do is find a resolution, you know? And when someone is combative, they just want to go at you constantly telling you this, telling you their side, whatever. I don't want to hear it. That is so draining. And it wastes too much energy. I'd rather just try and find a solution. I mean, I think about if I could do anything, it's always thinking about what's the, what's the resolution to this? How can we make this happen? And then, you know, sometimes you have to say, you can't do anything. There's nothing you can do. You just have to let it go. Rehearsing a problem over and over again can drive you crazy. I don't know about you, but it does to me. So I have to really let it go. If I don't have a solution, I have to let it go. And like I tell you before, for me, letting it go is giving it to God. He's over everything. He's in charge of everything. He knows everything. Why am I rehashing everything over and over again when I don't have the solution? So I pray for wisdom. I pray for guidance. I pray for people that I see that are in horrible situations. The sad thing for me today is to go on social media and hear how many people put down prayer. That's like slapping God in the face as far as I'm concerned. I I just, I I don't know, for me it offends me, you know, because my my foundation is him and, and nothing else. So I don't know about anybody else. Everybody has to live their life the way they want. But it makes me sad because I never thought I'd live in a world where he would be the enemy. You know, he's not welcome. He's not welcome in our schools. He's not welcome in our homes. It's just sad to me. Um, Everybody needs something to believe in. And for me, that's God. And without it, I don't have hope. So, again, in order to find peace, we can't keep living our lives like It should be this. It should be that. Listen, when Eve gave that Adam that apple, (laughs) Garden of Eden was gone. Doesn't exist anymore. Nirvana doesn't exist. My generation was so funny. We were always looking for it. In LSD, and I think pot smoking became popular, but mostly LSD, hallucinogenic drugs. Had a very dear friend who died after, after one of those... Um, I don't know, what do we used to call them, trips? 
out of a window. And he had just painted the most, and, and, and my friend was, was Jewish, and he painted the most beautiful picture of Jesus Christ. I don't know, maybe on one of his trips he might have seen him. I don't know, but it was breathtaking. He was an artist. He was fabulous. Remember him in high school. At his memorial, they had that, that picture that he painted there. Oh, all I can tell you is this. Your mind is a terrible place to work, lose. It's, a, it's, it's something that we should be trying to work to retain it. And not constantly keep thinking about the way things should be. The way things are is what we have to deal with, at least for me. But again, I don't even let that overwhelm me. It's accept it, move on. It's a part of life. There are terrible injustices being done in this world. There are people in other countries that because they're worshiping Christ, they're being murdered. They're being dragged out of their homes. There are pastors who are going to countries and trying to help the unfortunate, and they're being put in jail. I think here in America, we really don't understand the magnitude under which some parts of this world are living and how we have to be thankful for where we are. Is it perfect? Far from it. But we are not perfect. We're human beings. We make mistakes. We're doing the best we can. But I know one thing. Peace for me. I'm trying to learn to de-stress. So once again, I, I have to meet, reach a medium in my life where I just have to let things go. It's not that I don't want to hear the bad news. It exists. But I think we're getting bad news overload because now we don't just get it on TV. We get it on the internet. You get it YouTube, Facebook, Twitter. It's nonstop. And where's the peace in that? There isn't going to be any peace. So once again, and this is something I'm trying to learn how to do, relax and breathe. I've got to get this yoga thing down, down pat. I'm just hearing about how now that transforms bodies because it allows you to, uh, your, your cells, your blood flow to, to, to go better because when the body's so tensed up, you can't relax. That's the complete opposite from me. I, I'm usually like so tense. In fact, I, I failed that behavioral, um, the feedback, biofeedback. I dropped, I failed. The woman said, I've never seen it all my life. Somebody whose mind would not stop. I, I couldn't believe it. And I mean, they tried to put me like in a relaxed state. Now, she did say, she was talking to me, this lady who was trying to teach me this aspect of relaxation. And, and, and it wasn't so much meditating. She said it was just a matter of just, you know, zoning out for a few minutes. But she, no matter what she was saying, my mind just would not go there. It just kept scattering all over the place and waking up. And she, she asked me, what, you know, what do you love the most? And I said, well, Jesus Christ and my, my grandchildren and my family. She said, as she started saying Jesus Christ over and over to me and naming my grandchildren, she said she could actually see the activity in my brain was slowing down and resting and relaxing. And that's what she told me to focus on and to just continue to breathe and think about that. 
apparently today, which I didn't never heard of, that causes your body to be in a more healthy state. The blood can flow more freely. Uh, some of the dementia, whatever people are suffering from, some of it's as a result, like my dad had that. Some of it's as a result of medication due to diabetes and whatever. But it all has to do with circulation. So, I'm saying to you today, let's rethink, okay? Rethink your mind. Retrain it to think about things that are uplifting, positive, You know, Jesus even says, meditate upon these things, his word. He even talks about saying things that are edifying, lifting up. You know, and and I'm just really trying to train my mind to get to that point. Now, I may not agree with everything Wayne Dyer has said, but I do believe in this, that you, as you retrain your mind, there will be a level of peace in it. First of all, to give up control, that's what I had to do. Recognize I'm not in control of everything. I don't know everything. 90% of what I say is my opinion. I have some life experiences. They're mine, they're not yours. But I have no problem sharing that with you. But the reality is, you have to retrain your own mind. Because I do believe that what we think, what we focus on, what we concentrate on, It's either going to kill us or it's going to make us strong. Hey, listen, I thank you so much for listening to me today. This is just my new path of where I'm going right now. I'm retraining this mind. I appreciate you listening to me. I hope you had a great Labor Day. And all I can say to you today, retrain your mind. This is Diane Peters from jcharvestinvestments.com. Hey, if you're on Facebook, hit me up at Diane JC Harvest. Make it a great day. Hi, this is Diane Peters from jcharvestinvestments.com. How are you doing today? Hope you're having a great one. Well, today I want to share with you um, a book that I'm reading. It's called Things That Matter. The gentleman's name is Charles Krautheimer. He used to be in, um, on Fox News. He since passed away just this year. And, you know, I never really listened to him or what he was about, but a gentleman that I um, met gave me a book by him, and it's, and it's called That Things That Matter. And I thought it was going to be a storyline about his life, but actually the introduction gave you a little, a little background on who he is and what he's about. But the story, and these are these are basically articles that he's written about various people, and uh, he he was with the Washington Post, and and at first actually he was trained to be a medical doctor. He was an actual medical doctor before he became a journalist and a, a political commentator. I didn't always agree with everything he said, but I did a couple of years ago, maybe I want to say five or six years ago. All the years listening to this man and reading various articles he's written, I never realized that he was a paraplegic. I, I just never knew that. I, I And when I realized that, it was surprising to me in the sense that you didn't even notice it. I didn't notice this this person who looked helpless. So in reading this book, I found out that he um, 
when he had that injury, I think he was 19 years old. Um, I think it was maybe even older than that because he was, no, he was in yeah, pre-med, so it was pre-med, so maybe he was about 19. He actually was going to Harvard Medical School, and he was told by everyone, you know, take some time off. You know, you just have this traumatic accident that happened to you. But he told one of his professors that came and visited him, I can't remember his name, he's like, no, I want to keep up with my classmates. I'm not taking any time off. Just imagine. I, I can't even. You are paralyzed. You can barely talk. And you're laying in this bed. And now we're talking about finishing up med school at Harvard. So it's a professor that he even talks about here in the book actually went and had professors back in the day now. I don't know how old he was when he passed away, but I know it had to have been back in the 60s. So back in the 60s, we weren't, you know, professors weren't coming to the hospital to train people. They didn't have the videos and the internets and all that stuff. But he, this one professor that he had, actually had these professors coming to his classroom and giving the lectures. He convinced them to do it. So he was able to graduate with his class. Things that matter. I mean, I'm just thinking that I don't even have, (laughs) I I don't know, like I said, it just just surprised me. And when I see our society today and we're we're, um, kind of just, I don't know. You know, people think it's weak to ask for help. But that's when you're your strongest. That's what my experience has been. When I try to hide the fact that I need someone's help, I don't know about you, but it makes me feel small. It makes me feel unworthy. But when I ask for help or I look for a solution or I want to change, I want to grow, once I realize, and, and I told you this podcast is somewhat of branding myself but also it's helping me it's like my my uh what do you call it life journal so it's helping me to grow and become true and authentic with myself and accept myself as I am like I said for me the color of my skin or the fact that I'm a female that never took first place in my mind you know um I'll never forget my husband is like 5'11", and when we got married, I used to be able to wear five-inch heels. So when I came to the point where I could no longer live the five-inch heels, I think he, I was standing on the step, or I don't know what it was, but the reality that he was taller than me hit me at that point. I was like, wow, I didn't realize you were that tall. But that's sometimes what I allow my mind to do with, with myself. So I always struggle with the idea that I have to really think about things that really matter. You you know, at the end of the day, what truly matters? That's where I'm trying to discover now. You know, life is so short. For all the the fighting, the disagreement, you know, it says in James very simply, very, it's the truth. We argue because we want our own way. That's it. That's point blank period. Think about it. I know about you, but when I'm arguing about something, I want you to listen to me. And I want my way of telling you what this is all about. That's what I want. But at the end of the day, if you just end it with, hey, let's agree to disagree. 
But there was a time in my life that if you didn't come to my side of the table, I didn't want to talk to you. I didn't want to have anything to do with you. And I started thinking as I got older and life started happening to me, who am I? You know, everybody doesn't have to agree with me. Like, everybody doesn't have to like me. And that's one thing I never cared about. I never really cared if you liked me. I'm learning now that's not always a good way to be. It did help me to not be a a people pleaser. It did help me with uh, not caring what my peers were thinking about me. Now, I I just thought, hey, you know, I'm living in this skin, you're not, so I'm going to do what I've got to do, and, you know, you get out of the way. I I just never thought anybody was better than me. Uh, I could be as good as you are if I choose to be. You know, that's one thing I've got to give my mother credit for. She let us know our choices were our own. Uh, I told you the story before when I had a chance to, to try out for Juilliard. And this was back in a day where they didn't have any black students at all. And they were opening the doors to uh, minorities, primarily they were looking for African-Americans or blacks, as we were called back then, young women to come and, you know, at least try out. I had this opportunity. But I love what my mother did. My mother was like, listen, I'm talking to you now, and I want you to remember this for the rest of your life. I was 14. And she said, Diane, this is going to be your choice. But I want you to remember that we had this discussion. Because at the end of the day, I'm not going to be disappointed with you. I love you. This is your life. You've got to do whatever feels good to you. And if you just can't do it, mind you, we were back and forth. Because she knows, she, she, no one knew me like my mom. She knew me. And she said, I know, I know how you are, Diane. You're very stubborn. You make up your mind. You stick to it. You're very loyal. But you will remember me trying to talk you into doing this. And when I can't do it, I'm okay with that. And and that's what it boiled down to. That's, and, and I'll be honest with you. Having that realization that it was my choice, be it bad, good, or indifferent, my mother left it up to me. So maybe that affected my realities about life and the way things, you know, things that matter to me are God, my family, my country. People matter to me. They do matter. I pray for people all the time. Try very hard not to judge because I realize I'm not living their lives. I may have a a voice about something or some person, but I've even tried to pull back from that. Because does it matter what I think? Really? And I feel when people want help, they'll ask me for it. I'll always inquire. I'll always ask. But I'm not going to be that person who takes you and pulls you along. Because I don't think you'll learn anything like that. At least I didn't learn anything. Life had to happen to me. Bad times and good times. In order to help me to grow. Because when you don't like where you are, and the realization comes that I can change this, you'll do better. So I don't put anybody down because they're not there. It's their time. You know, somebody said to me recently, oh, uh, my daughter finally graduated from college. She's alive. She hasn't until she's in the ground to graduate. She took a long time. Who cares? She went to school. She graduated. God bless her. 
That is a great thing. Young people today, I know, are battling with far more things than I could even begin to comprehend. You know, kids younger than at 14, 15, kids five, six, and seven are being exposed to lifestyles, beliefs. Um, it, it, it just, it's, it's just like this world has gone crazy. And we expose these kids. And we don't even help them to realize you have choices here. You don't have to take this. But a lot of parents today are so caught up in their own issues, you know, and and covering up and using like drugs or alcohol to numb the pain. My whole thing is this, is I'm not going to judge you, but I do know in my own life experiences, when I tried to drink my troubles away, they didn't leave. I still had them. You know, I I try not to use any excuses for why I did something unless it really matters. And that's where I'm trying to go to today. Things that really matter. When I think about Charles Krautheimer and how he wanted to get that medical degree and he wanted to stay with his class, what his mind was focusing on is keeping himself active. And when the professor had said to him, you know, just give yourself a year off, just do this. He says, no, because if I do, I won't go back. And I think that was the line that got me. That's just how life is. If we're afraid of going forward, if we're afraid of the unknown, if we're afraid to make a choice and it might be the wrong choice, you have to think to yourself, what's the worst that can happen? You know, I do like, I didn't always like, the pros and cons, but I used to really major on the pros and cons list. I used to do that all the time. But I can honestly tell you, it helped me to be able to distinguish as to what the choices can be. And I can tell you right now, when I don't practice that, making my pros and cons list, I am kind of thinking out there or making wrong choices or just wanting my own way about something. But again... I just, again, want to say to everyone, think about things that matter. And it has to be something that matters to you. Because it doesn't matter what other people think about what matters to you. We're not inside your skin. You are the one that's going to determine that. You have the power to change your life. If you think you can't, you won't. And no one, I always say this, you can't teach motivation, you can't teach perseverance, and the worst enemy to all of that is fear. So I just say today, whatever you're afraid of, do it. Once you've accomplished that fear, then you can discover things that matter. Hey, listen, I thank you so much for listening to me today. I appreciate it so much, and I hope you have a good rest of the day. This is Diane Peters from jcharvestinvestments.com. Make it a great day.